Hello and welcome to SEO SAS. You are joined with myself, Sarah McDowell, SEO specialist at LikeMind Media. And with me, I have Hannah Wellings, SEO manager at Soak.com. We'd like you to think of us as the GI Janes of the SEO world, as each week we will pick a topic and discuss the hell out of it, basically. <laughs> this show is brought to you by the team at LikeMind Media. LikeMind Media helps clients find their audience and start having conversations with them whether that's on social media, video, content, or even podcasts, just like this one. We're using their podcasting equipment right now. They're super lovely people who take time to understand your business and think like you. So, um, Hannah, how are we doing? You're looking um, refreshed and really? on it today. Thank yeah. you, that's really kind what, of what, you. What have you been doing? I actually had my first nap in ages. We went into you, shopping into town this morning. Yeah. Um, and I hate shopping. I absolutely hate it in city centres. As in and, clothes um, shopping or food shopping? Well, no, no, any shopping. Just any, any shopping. shopping, okay. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, we got there for sort of ten past nine, and by the time it was sort of eleven o'clock, I was just ready to just jump out of the window. Um, and so wow. I got home, and I was, I was exhausted. There's just nothing that stresses me out like shopping. <laughs> so yeah, nap was totally justified in my opinion, and it was so good. Wow, you you're glowing from it. Thank you. I mean, glowing. Yeah. Don't you normally say that when someone's pregnant? Well, I'm definitely <laughs> not that. So <laughs> it really is just the nap. But I'm very jealous of your mat uh, of your nap because I have been here, there, and everywhere today. We stayed out last night. Well, not all night. Okay. We did. We did go to sleep. I thought you'd done it all night. Not in... surprised <sighs> you to a bit crazy sometimes. Well, I don't. I, I can't go much past half past one these days See, and getting old one's still quite good i think isn't it <laughs> i used there'll be times at uni where i was getting in for like half past five yeah six yeah, o'clock and sometimes i get up at half past five six o'clock nowadays and i'm just like how did i do it yeah, yeah. and then i went to go visit my sister did a dog walk and then came rushing back and then obviously recording this podcast yep, yep. Um, we had a few too many sherbets last night oh, so the people that we went out with were just really bad influences on each other so we'll get like beforehand me and Kirst was like right let's try and limit the drinks <laughs> right, just have have a couple yeah, and, yeah. and that's fine but then that never happens does it no so and we're just really like easily influenced so it's like do you want to drink yes two yes go for it yeah oh no i think jaeger bombs were introduced oh my word gosh they like the friends that we with like jaeger bombs wow. who likes jaeger bombs them or what? no you have to okay I was gonna say, how do you like that it just it's like a shot anyway <laughs> to be fair i do quite I like, like sambuca really do you not like it there's no shot that you quite like the taste of no you know what you might you might like it's called a b52 okay Um, wow this sounds new no 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 it's like a young and friendly no it's a classic (laughs) it's a classic just like a cosmopolitan it's been around but basically um it's three different um things and like it's a coffee there's a coffee liqueur in it okay and other stuff so you probably like you've just not found your shot no i've not found my shot the grand age of almost 30 maybe one podcast will just line Hannah up with a load of shots and she... And see how it goes. And she has to carry on until she finds one that she likes. That's not a bad idea. We should do is yeah, podcast shots. And then we'll do the podcast afterwards. (laughs) Or during it, yeah. Every point, shot, there we go. Or every time you say like, shot. Oh, that's just mean. (laughs) Anyway, what's this uh, episode about? So, today, I want to talk about... Me! (laughs) Sorry. 
when to involve your SEO person or your SEO team or your SEO agency because coming from both of us come from agency backgrounds mm. and there are so many times where a client will ask for something and they won't think to involve SEO in it and it's kind of really important so it could be for example a new website and they're just sort of like okay I want it to look like this I don't want many words on the page I want you to use all these amazing images um and actually I only want maybe one page can you make it do that scrolly thing and oh yeah it'll look brilliant um and we have to sort of say no because it won't work we won't be giving you a good website and actually it's just not going to be optimized no one's going to find it because there was a trend wasn't there where people would just have basically one page yeah. but they sort of anchor it so it still looks so you'd have the menu on the top but then when you clicked a menu um it would like send you to a part of that page exactly. parallax style yeah, yeah. and uh, some websites still do that but obviously it's very hard just having one page yes. trying to rank that. Exactly. Like, that's an SEO's worst nightmare. Yeah, exactly. So, it really is. Um, and that's where you've got to think, okay, how, how do we get more pages on? And yeah. obviously you could have a blog, I suppose, and you could have landing pages and stuff like that. But why? I just don't see why you do that. Well, the worst thing about it as well is from a client point of view, you've just made them a beautiful website. They're like, fantastic. This website's going to get loads of inquiries. We're going to make loads of sales because look at our beautiful, brand new, shiny website. But actually what happens is they come back to you after a couple of weeks and say, so how many people have seen my website? And you say, well, three, because it's not out there. Yeah. Uh, no one's finding it. You've probably not even posted it on social media. When you've got a new website, obviously Google needs to recall it, re-index it and relearn about it. Yeah. So as it's doing that, you will find that your rankings will be all over the place. One week you might be on pages like search results page 10 but then the next week you're on two or three so that will carry on and then there will be um what do you call it like a middle ground that yeah. Google, once google has done enough out, yeah. it will level out and be like right this is where you where you sit sort of thing so so yeah um yeah sorry that's all right no so just going just going on to the point so creating a website from scratch so say you've never had a website before you're an accountancy firm, something like that. And like I say, you've got this beautiful, brand new, shiny website. Uh, you come back to you and say, um, why am I not getting leads from this? And then you say, because you didn't listen to us when we said you need at least five different pages. Mm. You need to list your services. You need to say something about your location. You need to say something about your pricing. And then you need to give expert opinions in a blog, Yeah. for example. So then they, they say, well, why we should have done this in the first place. And that's the whole problem. There's so many times where where somebody comes to you after something's gone wrong. Yeah. And it's so much harder to fix it and to firefight than it would have been it's, at the start. It's a little bit like, um, I always feel bad for IT people in a business because the only time that you yeah, yeah. talk to an IT person is if there's something wrong. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. <laughs> so yeah. it is, and that is stressful. And that, that can feel a bit like with SEO. Yes. So obviously when things are working and you're sending traffic and everything's good, yeah then not much is really said. And it's not until something bad happens yes. that... Why aren't that, this... And, yeah, and why why isn't this happening? Yeah. Why? And it can be a bit like pointing fingers. Yeah. And you should, in an ideal hippie world, um, you need to be working together with your SEO. Like, don't Involving battle... from the start. Yeah. There's so many decisions where it's really important. So yeah. going through a couple of those. So you've, you've mentioned uh, having a new website or a redesign. So the fact that the very fact that when you migrate a new website 
from an old website that your rankings will go all over the place. Yeah. That's why you need somebody in SEO to keep keep track of it. There are really, um, well, to be honest, there are quite a few points within, within a website migration where you need to involve your SEO person. For example, I've known people to say, do you know what, scrap the old website completely, let's do a brand new thing, we don't want that page anymore, we want a new page. And often you'll find that the best way to migrate something is to migrate it as it is and then change it because you don't lose your page authorities. Um, You can link directly, uh, sorry, redirect directly from one page to the the new version of that page um, and it only loses a tiny bit of link juice Mm. or authority. Whereas if you suddenly cut off half your website pages and don't redirect them anywhere then your new website kind of doesn't even really resemble your old website um or like I said before you could just say we've got way too much content on this website what I would like is a really shiny one that cuts out half of this content and only has lots of pretty pictures so things like that were going to be a really negative to the new mm. website or you could forget to redirect anything whatsoever oh, God. and then if you had I think my heart just went a bit faster <laughs> and like don't don't do that that is so and it's such an easy thing to do and so many businesses do it because they yeah. don't understand but if you don't redirect your pages if that if the old page has got links it's got authority yeah. google likes it and you just take it away yeah, yeah. and you don't redirect it and you don't pass on the sort or of or even worse you could leave them both live and have your whole website as duplicate content and none of it will rank oh anyway. gosh stop scaring me <laughs> so website migration don't ever just rely on a designer, people. Please. No. Even the designer will be happy that when you come back to the designer and say, hey, great job working on this together. We've managed to increase website uh, mm. the, the rankings by 200%. And that's a really good point because you should really... SEOs and web designers should work together because... One big thing in SEO is user experience. So obviously um, the web designer on that point of view knows like that's their thing. Yeah. Like they they know websites. They know how to make a website really nice for people to use. Yeah, don't get us wrong. We want it to look pretty. You do want to make it pretty. But then you've got to also, um, so for example, Google can't read, say you've got text on an image. Google can't read that. Exactly. Unless it's, yeah, readable text. Unless it's readable text. But if you've literally, like, I'm thinking about if you've used Canva and you've got a graphic or Photoshop and you've put text, Google won't be able to read that. It'll just see that as a picture sort of thing. So you really need to have words because that's... You need words on your page um, because if you don't, then you you run into the issue with thin content, which is the panda update, Mm -hmm. penguin, panda... Yeah, Panda focused on thin content, didn't they? Yeah, sorry. No, no, that's fine. Jaeger head still on me. (laughs) On that point, so I went with a client before who said, why do we even need to say that this type of product is pink? Because you can clearly see it's pink in the image. And it's like, well, you can see that, but can Google see that? And Google's the one that's going to be showing your pink image to somebody in a Google search Mm. result. That's a really good point. One good way of checking if Google can read and understand what your page is about is if you use a tool that um, renders it how Google will see it. Yeah, Google Search Console has got fetches Google. So yes, you can do that yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that new website, please, please, please use an SEO person. Something as simple as just changing URLs. So if you're thinking, actually, we've got, uh, we sell red bags and we want to start calling... We always... It's always a red something, isn't it? Red shoes, red red trousers. (laughs) That you want to start calling them backpacks instead of bags. 
change all of your URLs and you take the word backpack, sorry, bag, and change it to backpack. So Get all that of right your in your URLs hand. change. If you don't redirect those, mm. then you've, you've lost all of your link juice again. Also, I would be as- asking the question at the start, why, why are you saying backpacks instead of bags? Mm-hmm. Is it... Is it um, because people are searching for it or have you not even done that research? You, yeah. yeah, and nine times out of ten, you'll probably say a backpack because that makes sense to you, but people might use bags more than backpacks. Definitely, so, really good point, yeah. So when if you're changing, if you want to change what you're calling your product, do your research first because that could be really detrimental because yeah. you can be going for a keyword that's getting, I don't know, 10,000 searches a month changing it to one that gets 10 (laughs) do you know what I mean like and it's easy to do and not only that but sometimes you might want to actually consider doing this uh, changing your urls for a good reason for that very reason so a really good example of that is um so I used to do some work for a law firm and there was a certain service offering of theirs where people would still search for um lawyer rather than solicitor okay and so lawyer is the, obviously the americanism and solicitor is yeah. what they're called in the uk however people will just use lawyer because it's it's just common spread it's just the word to use but for a specific service people search so many more times for uh i think it was something like divorce lawyer mm. than they did for divorce solicitor i mean the fact that you're talking about divorce and you're not even married yet <laughs> uh, alarm bells i'm an expert on divorce <laughs> just... and employment law um <laughs> Don't mess with Hannah. Dom, are you listening? (laughs) Um, And also on keywords, so not only have you got to factor in how many people are searching it, but there's also the intent behind. So, for example, you might decide to use a term, but the intent is different. Am I explaining that? How can I? Hang on, let me get this in my head. So maybe you're looking for something, but you don't necessarily want to buy it. Whereas if you put buy red banana... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Compared to just... You get of, them, folks. What is a red banana? So yeah, you yeah, yeah. Put You've your got content to... based on that. So instead of saying where to buy the best red bananas blog, it's what is a red banana blog? Or it might be people use that term because they're looking for a job in that industry yeah. rather than buying that yeah. service or industry. So just think about the intent. And the way that you can search intent is to have a Google search. So go incognito because then... You're not, if you go incognito, you go in like secretively (laughs) and Google's not using previous history and data and things like that. So go incognito, search for that keyword and see what pages Google are ranking because then you can kind of understand, okay, so Google, this is the intent for this keyword. It's more job based than service or buying sort of thing. Um, Another point is if you've got somebody making changes for, from a user experience or customer experience point of view, um, and they've sort of said, okay, well, we only want this thing above the fold. Um, and they decide to remove copy or text or images or videos or infographics or anything like that. Then you need to be involved in that decision because sometimes that's the thing that people may be linking to. Mm. Or it, it could be the whole reason that that page is authoritative or is getting clicks. I love how you say that word. I don't know why. I think it's because I struggle so much saying words. <laughs> so when you nail saying words, I'm sounding really weird. I'm going to stop now. <laughs> Carry on, Hannah. Sorry. You know so Don was doing an impression of me the other day. And he said, <laughs> I'm so authoritative. <laughs> that was part of the impression. And I was like, oh. 
yeah, maybe whereas, I say it too much. Whereas Dom, oh, we played a game over Christmas, didn't we? Um, what the meme. Yeah, it was an and amazing game. It's really an amazing game. game. It's similar to Cards Against Humanity. But when it was Dom's turn to judge, yeah. oh my, you had to be relevant. He, he's SEO. He lives in He yeah. lives and breathes it because there'll be times where I'll put a funny one in yeah. that I think is funny. <laughs> and he's like, well, that's just not relevant at all. <laughs> Sorry, Dom. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you're listening. Um, So, yeah, make sure that any UX changes, actually, they they bear you in mind. Yeah. And especially if it's anything to do with the homepage. Oh, yeah. So if you remove uh, links to something, so, for example, you're trying to get a product because you've you've looked on, say, Google (coughs) Trends, and that product actually is really, really popular at the time of year. So it's a barbecue, for example, and your B&Q. So, and you, you want barbecues on throughout um, July and August. Yeah. So you want to make sure they're on the homepage because then from Google's point of view, you're giving it a boost and it's important to you. And not only that, but people click on it. And actually then somebody says, we're going to, we're going to take barbecues off and we're going to replace it with patio heaters, which is absolutely fine. Patio heaters might be worthwhile. But if you haven't done that research to say, people aren't searching for patio heaters until it gets darker. They're not searching for it until August or September, but they are searching for this right now and they've taken it off, then you're going to drop in rankings and you're going to lose sales. No one wants that. And I think there's a common theme that's sort of revealing itself and it's all about research. So before any change that you do to your website, research it first. Yeah, and the best person to ask for your research... Is your SEO. Usually is your SEO. Yeah, exactly. And you use it too. (laughs) SEO. SEO. Another point on that, so going a bit more, delving a bit deeper into research, is how you would do that. So you'd look at, um, say you're thinking of bringing a new product onto the site or you're deciding on a new service to offer. So it could be, say, for your site, you're going to start offering um, videos to people or you, maybe you already do that. And so what do people call that? So what is the search volume around video creation mm. or mar- marketing companies specialising in video? And what does a competition already do? Is there, a, is there a lot of competition? Are they all local? Have you got some sort of geolocation out of there that mm. actually people maybe aren't searching for Leicester, but they are searching for Loughborough? So you can really delve deep and say to the people that I'm thinking of bringing this in, let's do this, but let's target it to Loughborough. Or let's do this, but please don't call it that. Let's call it what people are using online. Yeah. Um, similarly, you can look at trends. That's another word I like that you say. Sorry. <laughs> this is the why I like Hannah show. <laughs> I'm just going to record these, especially for you. Um, you know what I could do? Go on. Right. Record you saying these words, yeah. and then when you phone me... Yeah. Like that, a mashup. Yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> If anyone can make that happen, that'd be amazing. My, let, me just, let me just say those quickly. Similarly, <laughs> authoritative. <laughs> We've got uh, Uncle Alan, and you know the the clip of what's the animal that's going, Alan, Alan. So he's, have you not seen it? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone's seen it. So obviously he's, it's an animal. What animal oh, it's is like it? a little marmot or something. There we go. We'll call it marmot. 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 <laughs> but he's just like calling, but someone's dubbed it by yeah. going, Alan. So... We all did that. So there was me, mum, and someone else, and we recorded going, Alan, Alan. Now he's got that as his ringtone. That's amazing. <laughs> That's brilliant. Do you know what? We've got a cat next door called Alan. Oh, yeah. Alan the cat. I love Alan. Talking about trends, weren't we? We were. So um, Google Trends, if you've never heard of it, check it out. And make sure that actually you're looking, if you are based in the UK, make sure it's on the UK because yes. it defaults to US, which is not very helpful. <laughs> and Google Trends is good because what it will do is, so obviously you've got Google Keyword Planner and you've got Google Trends. So G- Google Keyword Planner will give you on average how many monthly searches, um, whereas Google Trends will um, look at, 
at particular times of the month yeah. if because obviously an, av yeah. an average will like look at all data yeah. and on average it will say this is how many searches where google trends um for example woolly hats people are going to be searching yeah. more in december january february that's it and it'll give it a score out of 100 when demand is highest yeah. for that and if you're a niche if you're a niche company and you sound a niche service or a niche product then obviously you're going to have less searches but that's not necessarily a bad thing yeah because that's still traffic focus all of your energy yeah. on that yeah time of year so even if it's a service so it could be tax rebates for accountants yeah something like that what time of year are people searching for that most okay another quick thing so again for research, just a quickie <laughs> look at location-based products or services so you can you can always research with um, like in keyword planner for example and include popular locations so you would search for uh, marketing company in Leicester, like mm -hmm. I was saying before, or Nottingham, Derby, wherever. And then another another point on that is people will call things different things in different areas. Yeah. So everybody's aware. <gasps> oh, are we going to say the same thing? No, I just I've got. You know how my brain works. Go on. Something will come in, and I just have to Go say, on, it. say it. Say it. So in Hull, yep. they call. So it's not a sandwich. It's a bread cake. <laughs> I love the accent there. That was amazing. The bread cake. Well, I was, mine was going to be bread related as well. So you've got your cobs, gotta love bread. Your rolls. Yeah, your baps, baps. And they can mean anything in different. Do you know what I mean? A cob isn't it a, a type of horse? A it's, cob. Yeah, and it's also I believe on the cob is kind of they've got corn on the cob. Oh, on but the you've cob. Also got kind of like an estuary type cob. So I when because um, I obviously went to a uni down south, yes. um, which I revealed in the down if south. you if you listened to the previous episode, you would have already knew that, knew that, no, known that. that. Yeah. Sorry, okay. I am using the right words. <laughs> uh, but there was always a battle because I would say cob, and they'd be like, "What are you talking about?" And it didn't help me because Tesco's or Sainsbury's brought out a loaf of bread and called that a cob, what? and I'm like, "What are you doing? No, that's what are you doing? Bad. It's bizarre." But yeah, so location-based, always look at what people are calling it in different yeah. areas. And in um, Google Keyword Planner, you can actually segment via area. So you can say London or Dublin or whatever, and you can look that way because demand is definitely different yeah. and what people call things is definitely different. Um, <clears throat> so the next next area um, where people should consult your SEO person is social media. Yeah. So the chances are, if you've got something that's doing really well on your site, so it could be an offer, um, like a, a free consultation, um, or money off something, or it could be just a focus or even just a blog, so top 10. If that's doing really well on your websites, then it, chances are it will do well on social media. Mm. That will boost. And likewise, if it's doing well on social media, make sure it's backed up online. Mm. Don't just have your social media link linking to your homepage. Create something for that. Um, you'll get the most out of it that way. Content plans work the same way. Don't ever create a content plan based on what you think's interesting. Yeah. Make sure you research what people are searching for because otherwise, chances are, you're just going to write something that you think's interesting. And what I always say to clients is um, use Answer the Public. Yeah, yeah. Um, so put... So in Answer the Public, you'll put your keyword and Answer the Public will use data from Google Autosuggest mm -hmm. um, and it will basically set like it'll give you suggestions of right or not suggestions it will give you what people are actually searching for so get that list and then you've got your blogs for a year yeah. sort of thing yeah. so yeah and sometimes it's good when you're when you're thinking of content as well a really nice quick win of how you can improve ranking is look at 
blogs that were written in 2018. I think mm-hmm. we referenced this like yeah, yeah. in the last episode. I'm going a bit off topic, but it's still relevant. <laughs> See what blogs were written in 2018. And there might be an opportunity that no one's written the updated version for 2019. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then Google will obviously like your content because it's the fresher. Yeah, and people are probably searching new updated. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactamundo. Um, so the other thing is um, check out what your competitors are doing that actually work. Yeah. So if, again, you've got something new or even if your area is not working that well. So I use a tool called SERP Robot to check out where we're ranking for certain things. <clears throat> Sorry, I've got a frog in my throat. Ribbit. <laughs> okay, so I use a tool called Cert Robot, and that will show me where we're ranking for certain things. And if, for example, we're ranking in fifth position, and I want to see who's above for a certain term, even if it's a long, a long-tailed term, I can click on it, and it will show me who's ah, ranking okay. above. And then I can go to that page, which is ranking for that competitor, and I can see what's on that page. So. It can be, so if I want to um, be ranking well for houseplants, and it's a certain type of houseplant. Are you looking at a plant right now? I'm looking at a plant right now. Um, (laughs) Say what you see. (laughs) And actually, my page isn't doing so well. I can see what those other pages have got. So Mm. what have you got that I haven't? Do you know what I mean? And what words are they targeting? And then I can just make my content a lot better. Okay. When it comes to SEO, whatever um, change that you decide to do, um, whether it's on your website or anything that you think will have an effect on SEO, track it and have a spreadsheet and say what you've done. Because then that's easier for you to check that, okay, so I did this change on this date. It's now six months down the line. What is the result of that been? Exactly, and you can go back to the people who potentially weren't even going to involve you in the first place and say, aren't you glad that you did? Because now we've called it houseplant rather than kitchen plant, and it's actually got so many more sales than it would have done. And just don't be afraid to ask questions. Even if you think it's a stupid one, it's better off just checking and just being like, hi, SEO person. Um, Hi, Sarah, we're thinking of doing this. Just wanted to make sure that it's not good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, is it okay to call it that? Or actually, shall we use some different words here? Yeah. Um, that's a really good point because it leads on to um, troubleshooting. Yeah. So when things go wrong and somebody comes to you and say, why has it gone wrong? Like we were saying at the start, we don't always want those questions to be the only reason somebody comes and talks to somebody in SEO. Um, But when they do, so chances are you've got fewer inquiries or your sales are down or you're just tracking your rankings and they've gone down. Is it because of something that's happened? Is it because of like an algorithm or or something that's been done on site? Or is it because competitors are doing better? Yeah. So that is our feature for today. And I would like you to give me some examples of how to troubleshoot. So what kind of things would you look at to say, actually, the reason that we've gone down or competitors have overtaken us is because of these. So I'm going to give you, what do you reckon, two minutes? One minute? One minute. I am seeing a trend that it's always me that's getting tested. So yeah. next next couple of ones, I'm going to test Hannah and put her on the spot. <laughs> okay. I thought I'd go away with that. No. That. No, I've just realised now. I'm like, there's a trend here. <laughs> okay, so I would like five examples in one minute. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay, go. So my first one's got to be par- Barracuda, because I always talk about that. And I'll explain afterwards. Competitor research. So... Yeah. Uh, yeah, check in what the competitor's done that's different to you. What? Okay, have you got rid of any pages? Have a look at your 
index uh, you screaming frog to crawl because it might be um, like Google can't index it anymore or you've done something. Go to the robots TXT and check that you've not disallowed any like pages. Is that five? Yeah, it's five. I was was thinking you're going to carry on, but that's, that's great. Awesome. Okay, well, you've definitely smashed up. So do you want to go through, why Barracuda? So Barracuda, so your rankings could have been affected by an algorithm. Okay, yeah, cool. Update. So obviously Barracuda, I mean, I always talk about this, but obviously Barracuda is that tool that you can link with your Google Analytics. It shows you your traffic, pinpoints the updates, and say there's been an update and you've got a drop in traffic then that's your, that's your problem. Yep. Solved. Awesome. Boom. Best to research. So what would you research? So use a tool like SEMrush or Hrefs to check what they've been doing. Um, maybe they've had, like they've been working on building links for a while and all of a sudden loads have been approved. Um, maybe they've updated their content. Maybe. Or done a new website. Done a new website. Yeah. Or they've updated and freshed a, like, a blog. So obviously you've written a blog and it's ranking quite well, your competitors are seeing that and like, oh, there's an opportunity because yeah. there's not a video, there's not a picture and they've just bettered you yeah. somehow. We've updated their page yeah. titles and you've not yet. There's loads of, yeah, we love that one. Okay. Um, got, so you've got a written, written of pages, so you'd look at what was in the index. So what would you do there, like a site search? Deleted pages. Yeah. So I would, in Google Search Console, um, it will, or no, Screaming Frog, it will tell you 404s that, so they used to be live and they're not anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, just check that, okay, so that page that's a 404, was that quite authoritative? (laughs) Said it, authoritative. Um, and robots.txt. So, so your robots.txt, for those who don't know what a robots.txt, basically a file where you say to Google, I want you to ignore yeah, this page or these pages. Or don't call. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So don't, general rule of thumb, if you don't really know what you're doing with a robots.txt, just don't do it because it could, it can be really detrimental like because you might do something by mistake. Or get a specialist to do it. Or get a specialist, yeah. yeah. But you might do something by mistake and uh, you haven't realised but you've told Google not to index your whole yeah. Do you know what I mean? That happens so, a lot of the time if you've gone to um, like a, a web designer and said, can you do me a new website? And what they'll do is they'll, they'll no-index the site whilst they're working on it. Yeah. They'll no-index it. They'll put it in robots to say, ignore the whole site. So they'll just do like a, an asterisk and a forward slash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they'll forget to take that off. So oh. your, your website will technically go live, but no one can see it. No one can see it. not in search anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'd look, um, I'd look at the robots.txt and just see if there's any anomalies in there. Um, you might have put in a character that Google doesn't understand yeah. or something like that a good point put the location of your sitemap in your robots.txt because that makes it easier for google to find that sitemap oh cool okay just a little like i didn't yeah. know that one yeah <laughs> you're very welcome this um, is a sharing share alike podcast <laughs> so i've got a few written down just in case um i had a brain well, meltdown yeah. um so <laughs> tumbleweed example, in the head <laughs> Something could have been wiped on the site, so it could have been a system error that's actually um, made things go back to a default. So Ooh. it could be your page titles, yeah. or it could be your footer links, or something like that. So a good example of that would be, so WordPress is always updating. Yes. So sometimes, <laughs> there's. I love the quote, don't fix what's not broken. Yeah. And WordPress have recently updated the back end, and I hate it. I'm just like, why have you done this? But obviously they might have updated something and one of your plugins that you were using for an aspect of your SEO is no longer working because it's messed it up or something like that. Yep. Sorry. No, that's fine. (laughs) Um, You could have, you look at bounce rate. 
yeah. for example. So it could be that you're, if, if you, all of your page titles have changed and your meta titles, then maybe actually it's, mm. it's changed on Google search as well and your metadata. So people aren't clicking through anymore because actually what you did have really well optimized for your houseplant now actually just says... I'm going to buy you a houseplant. <laughs> Do you know what? I really want one. Okay. Um, That's the wedding present sorted, guys. <laughs> um, another way that you could use bounce rate yeah. is... So obviously Google's very intelligent and a blog or page could have been ranking quite well and obviously Google's sending people but then there's been a trend of people bouncing straight back off it yeah, again yeah. so people once they're there it's not relevant to them yeah that goes back to last last week's um podcast about linking yeah so if you've done a link from your construction site to this hairdressers then yeah it might be super relevant to the hairdressers but they come to your website and then they're like oh okay, well, I'm going to read the blog, but I'm definitely not going to look anywhere else because all you're talking about is shampoo and you're certainly not selling that. What's your go-to shampoo, Hannah? Quick. Uh, go-to shampoo. John Frieda. Oh. Yeah. I, I Expensive taste, people. Yeah, but they don't taste like animals, which is nice, oh. and they smell amazing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Another point. I'm a sucker for anything mint. Oh. I love yeah. mint. <laughs> the, so your point about whether you've paid a people pages have been gotten rid of pick up a penny win if the pages have been gotten rid of um, have a look how many pages are indexed so do your screaming frog crawl and if you've got a thousand pages on there but then you go into google and you do site colon and then um houseplant.com then you can see how many pages are actually in google's index um, so don't do any spaces between that. But if you've only got 500 on there, but Screaming Frog brings 1,000, then 500 of your pages aren't in Google's index, and you kind of have to look at why. Okay. So that's a good place to start. If you've got things like canonical tags and hreflang tags that are incorrect or not in place, so maybe you've just done um, made a, a subdirectory site which is in a different country, but you haven't used hreflang tags, then chances are your main site, your first site, are going to drop in rankings. Just a disclaimer on href lang tags, they are a tricky beast to yes. get right, aren't they? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, when we were at Brighton SEO, that's what everyone was saying. Yeah, like, expect to get it fourth, fifth time. Yeah, right? yeah. That, it, yeah, it takes a while for you to get. But general rule of thumb, make sure that it goes in the head of your page rather than the body. Is that right? Well, yeah, just make sure it goes in the head. It's in the head, general. yeah. And then the last, last one that I quite like was if your branded traffic has massively gone down, so, for example, people searching for like my media rather than just marketing agency, then if you were advertising on TV or something like that, then that's probably why it's gone down. If you've done something above the line and actually you've taken that away, it's nothing that you've done wrong. It's not the competitors have over the, gone over the top of you. It's probably just that you're not being supported anymore. Okay, jolly good. Can I just say, you've done it again. Oh, you've yeah. uh, you've yet to do your forfeit. <laughs> so what I'd like you to do oh, no. okay. is hold a plank for as long as you can. A plant. Oh, a plant. A plant. <laughs> yes, hold a plank. <laughs> I mean, that's not a very heavy plant that we've got in front of us. Uh, no, hold a plank for as long as you can. Shall yeah. I? Okay. Yeah. You're gonna time it. How can I time it? Yes, I will time it. So what do you think? What? When was the last time you planked? I'm awful at planking, and I have hurt my arm. Oh. Well, you've got to do it. I will do it. <laughs> you lost. No, no excuses. I'm a G.I. Jane. You are a G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane. Right. You ready? Okay. Go. This is not going to be very good for talking. Well, I can talk. I'm very good at just... Okay. Uh, make sure that bum's down. We want a nice line, Hannah. Okay. Yes, that's great form. You've done 12 seconds. Oh, man. <laughs> How are you feeling? Um, all right, actually. Yeah? yeah. Feel like you could do this for another hour? <laughs> I'm 
sure you've done this because you're really good at planks. I'm not. really not. I'm really, really not. So, right, you're at the 30 second mark. Okay. I mean, if you get to a minute, that's pretty good going. I'll be quite happy with that, to be fair. Okay. 40, how are you, are you feeling all right? I'm feeling okay. <laughs> that's good. Good to know. 10 more seconds and then you're at a minute. I have to say, the carpet, like, my media's pretty clean. <laughs> You've been... That's our lovely cleaner, Jane. It's really a nice carpet. Yeah. You've done a minute. Oh, OK, good. What, are you going to do more? Well, it's, isn't it for as long as I can? Well, I mean, I'd say you've pretty much won. <laughs> right, one minute ten. Palms are sweating. Those who are listening... If you've just done a plank, because we suggested that maybe you should join in yeah, on yeah, these, that, yeah. um, like, let us know how long you held it yeah. for. Just don't do it if you're in the car. No, or operating machinery. <laughs> that's what they normally say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> operating machinery or driving a car. <laughs> right, so that's the end. Yes, thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. Yes. If you want to get in touch with us, there's Twitter, SEO underscore SAS. There's also LinkedIn. Talk to us on there. Email Sarah at likemind.media. Please review us and share us. Tell your friends, your family, your loved ones. Your dog. Your dog. <laughs> your cat. <laughs> Your pigeon, <laughs> your panda, yeah, your penguin. Twitching, twitching, twitching. We really need to go now. Okay, thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Bye.